This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit Tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. I'm Chase Rawlson with Rubline Marketing. This is Jeff Lindsay. This is Michael Pitt. Hey everybody, it's John Dudley from Knock On TV. Hey guys, this is Jared Scheffler from Whitetail Adrenaline. Hi, I'm Taylor Drury from Drury Outdoors. Hey, this is Nick Munson from Ball Collector. Hey, this is Melissa Blackman. Working class bow hunter. Working class bow hunter. Working class bow hunter podcast. Working class bow hunter podcast. Working class bow hunter. Working class bow hunter. Working class bow hunter. You're listening to the Working Class Bow Hunter. That's right. This is the podcast for Billy Joe Lunch Bucket, the working man, just like me and you. My name's Travis T. Bone Turner from the Bone Collector. Thank you for tuning in. Nobody pushes the envelope like working class bow hunter. It's really, really not that good. Hey there, Working Class Bowhunter Podcast. Glad to have you. Hopefully we're helping you get through your work day. Um, if you're not at work and you're on your way to hunt, good luck to you. Yeah, good luck. Uh, getting to the uh, late season officially. Yep. Maybe we'll talk about that. Uh, the podcast. Thank you for being here. Uh, we appreciate your support. Uh, all social medias, workingclassbowhunter.com, new merch, the YouTube, subscribe. We're doing a giveaway. Subscribe and let us know you subscribed. And yeah, if you want stuff for your uh, Christmas presents, get your orders in now. There you go. Very eventually, it's going to come to a point where I can't get them out that fast. Yeah, hopefully this in podcast land. Hopefully this airs in the correct timing that we're talking about. <laughs> it might be the week of Christmas. You hey, never know. Can't make any promises here. <laughs> if not, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Oops. Uh, the podcast is presented by HHA Sports. Uh, they've been a big supporter of ours. Code WCB15 at HHASports.com. Uh, super thankful for all our partners. Scent Crusher, Loophold Optics, Thermosy, Victory Archery, Gator Outdoors, Elite Archery, Big Time, Hunter's Blend Coffee, 
an old barn taxidermy. Super, super thankful for all them great people. They support our show, which means they support people like you. If they're supporting people on the podcast, say fuck and uh, upset people in forums. Um, so, <laughs> Damn. I didn't forget in one episode. Yeah, all right. People don't forget. 40 to 55-year-old male Karens. They exist. Listen, I'm sorry. No, you're not. No, I'm not. No, you're not. Doug, do you have a veteran shout-out? <laughs> I do. <laughs> Thank this God. This was submitted by Matt Fitch. Uh, the veteran is Luke Corley. Uh, he's in the Air Force. Says Luke is an, on active duty station in Louisiana. He's an avid outdoorsman and introduced me into bow hunting. His passion for being an accurate bow shooter and making ethical shots is something to be admired. So thank you, Luke, for your service. Thanks, Luke. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. Thanks thank you. for submitting that. And, Thanks, Matt. Uh, feel free to submit some more. Could always use more. We always, always. need more veterans. I need always. I need them all. Doug needs a collection. He chips through them. Yeah, but no. Don't thank you. Thank you for your service, sir. That's awesome. Um, we appreciate everything you guys do. Pretty cool. Pretty cool that people listen and then care enough to send in a veteran yeah, shout out. Absolutely. And then it's weird. People are like, dude, hey, thank you so much for doing the veteran shout. I'm like, man, we really just we just read them. You know, yeah, I'm just reading them. I mean, I mean, it's cool to give give them a spotlight and stuff. You know, and that, yeah. that is fun. Give but, them a shout out. Um, it's just something That's little we, we like do, to do. Yeah, yeah. it's like a, a quick thank you before we we do our thing because the only reason why we can do our thing is because people like that that uh, that put in the time and are good red blooded Americans. That's right. Amen. Um, what's up, guys? Not we much. have. Uh, I guess we'll do the roundtables. We have our guest Cole Young is back. What's up, buddy? What's up? It's good Glad that you kill shit, huh? Because otherwise you'd never I know, I know. <laughs> That's the only time you asked me to be on. Uh-huh. Like, oh. It's weird. Well, uh, you get to do one. Yeah, but like, I feel bad for you because, you know, you're short and you just want to be involved. Uh, here we go. You know, you drink Miller Lights, have the time you don't know where you are. Driving a minivan usually. It's, okay, I do own a minivan. But, it's, you know. It's like we're doing a number. charity event, you know, when we have you on. <laughs> it's a tax write-off. Thanks, man. It's a tax write-off. Man. We paid walked, for your gas. I walked in with a club foot. You felt sorry for in me. In crutches. In a parrot for some reason. Hey, that minivan's a nice unit. I'm not going to lie. It's I was Pacifica. judging you. I was judging hmm. you until you showed us, like, when you were shoving your deer mounts into it. It's got, like, perfect deer mount holding compartments in it. Stow and go, buddy. Stow and go. I'm cool with it. Uh, the Lord is all in down. here hosting again. What up? Doug Schmidt. What's up? Boys, I don't know. I'm introducing girls. people like I just volunteered yeah. myself. Eric Eric Commons here. Yo, yo. And myself, Kurt Geyer. I'm here, too. What's up? We're, we out here. We're out here. We're out here doing it. <laughs> doing um, this damn thing. How you guys doing? Good. 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 I'm doing great. Good. Good. Cole, how you doing, man? You got to be doing pretty damn good right now, huh? I'm doing really good. Yeah? Killer yeah. season. Yeah, really... I mean, fortunate for sure. Yeah. I'm just, that deer is what I've strived for, for whatever. Your whole life, huh? 16 years. Yeah. yeah I get it, man. Let, let's, let's dive into this. Um, you are, I mean, you've been known throughout like the working class podcast series we've done with you alone is, you know, really focused around big deer and and yeah. big Illinois bucks and your stories on them and stuff like that. So if people follow the podcast, they're getting to the point where they're like, ah, this fucking guy again, you know, so which is good, right? Like God, you're, you're kind of like stamping your own little um, episodal series in here, kind of like what Casper's. You're like following in Clint Casper's footsteps, you know? Yeah, them are 
I'm all right. With, I'm all right with those <laughs> with those footsteps. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you need to be a little bit more excited though if you want to fill them <laughs> shoes. Right. Yeah. I'm I'm probably not going to go hunt mule deer in the high country, but by yourself and yeah, no, yeah. eighty well, miles in. I'll give you an option. Actually, to... that's one of the first podcasts that I I think when we first met, I was like, I I really like this guy. Like, yeah. He, get, he gets he gets you excited and he. Somebody that passionate is is pretty easy to win your heart over a little bit. Like when he's that into it, it's kind of like a Ted Nugent vibe, but like more focus on the bow hunting aspect. Oh yeah. So I've actually never met, actually physically never met Clinton. When I shot this deer, he he actually messaged me on Facebook. He's like, "Holy shit, man!" Really? And that's a, that's the first time I've ever heard from Clinton. I was like, "Well." He'll be at the well, garage must, party this year. I must be doing something right. Got, oh, yeah. got Clint's attention for sure. You got Clint's stamp of approval. <laughs> yeah. Bad bitch stamp of approval. Oh, you, damn. Yeah, because you were leaking my photos. Hey, maybe I was. It's all right. I had to to the crew. Nah, you're good. Hey, hey listen. You, you want to be on this podcast or not? <laughs> you, want, <laughs> you want to be on daddy's team or not? Listen, yeah, stuff gets leaked. Listen. Yeah, you're hey. over here violating trademark agreements. <laughs> <laughs> you really want to you bark up that tree there, Bob? Yeah, you see the fine print right here? <laughs> see this? Yeah, this yeah. says yeah. I own you. Yeah. Violated your contract. You're my bitch. <laughs> um, you guys want to do an unpopular opinion segment right off the rip? Let's do it. I'm going to randomly pick one. And this could be really good for us <laughs> or really bad for us. Hey, hit us with um, it. All right, let me scroll. Yeah, there's some funny ones. Some of them are just <laughs> designed to fuck shit up. Um, Which ain't a bad thing. We like to fuck shit up. All right, let me. I got. I got to pick one. I, I want to read. I them. thought you were just gonna pick a random one. I know. No, I dude, need just to. scroll and then and stop. Stop and just okay. Say it. Unless it's retarded, then don't read that. Okay. I, I, whatever it is, I'm just gonna read it. So here it is. Here's our. Uh, a colorful, emotional, working class hero. Come on. That opinion's not very popular. He's come a little on. Come on. Come on. Serious part? Let me Serious part? Every time. Okay, this is the funny one. Uh, Adam Hudson uh, obviously threw this in as a joke. People who paint their faces and throw on a blaze orange vest are dumb and out here looking like the gay love child of Matt Busbis and Chris Brackett. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag booyah for likes. <laughs> booyah for likes. I love People it. People who never paint their faces hashtag. and throw on a blaze orange vest are dumb out here looking like the love child of Matt Busbis and Chris Brackett. So I, <laughs> I yes, don't understand. Yes, they are dumb. What's the correlation between the face paint and the blaze orange vest? It's like counterintuitive. It's like, yeah, why? Yeah, why are you painting your face orange? You're gun hunting. Yeah, maybe you should pick another one. Uh, no, no, that's no, the one we're, I picked. We're, <laughs> we're talking about it. We're doing it. We're real here. Okay. Um, I don't. I mean, I've killed deer at 12 yards with a bow with blaze orange on, and I just feel like your face pops more than orange would, right? Because of how deer see. I just killed a doe wearing a blaze orange vest and a blaze orange hat with a long bow. So, come on, people. You don't need to be wearing face mask and face paint and shit like that when you're gun hunting. Fair. Very fair. Uh, Cole, how do you feel about this? I've, I've kind of always felt that it's more about movement with with blaze orange. Yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, yeah. I, yeah, that's fair. I mean, it's if you look at any research, it's pretty much standard in the community that they – know what colors whitetails can and can't see and yes yeah, they they see what, blues is kind they of see, the, they see blues really well and they can't see red or 
the fuck is it? Uh, How do they know all that shit? Oh, I don't know. I, they asked the deer. Yeah, they talked to a deer. Yeah, they get like a psychic kid <laughs> that can speak to animals. Like, hey, what? I, I'm assuming Dr. there's Doolittle some there's there. some really smart scientist <laughs> that can you know examine their eyes or some yeah. shit. But so if you had it, to pick one person, um, who do you think is more attractive, Matt Busbus or Chris Brackett? I don't know who that other person is. Matt Busbus, so, yeah, the trophy tape guy. Oh wow, who's more attractive? <laughs> I, I do set him up for failure. <laughs> I don't. Uh, if you Eric pick one, like, what? Yeah, just, I, just pass. Oh, I, um, I'm gonna. Yeah. Can I phone a friend? Here's my thing. <laughs> I'm I'm not gonna hate on you if you put face paint on and wear blaze orange. Like if that if that's truly how you feel, like you're doing, you're stealthy. Do your thing. Yeah, maybe it's a good luck ritual. Maybe it's yeah, your good yeah, luck combo. Yeah. If you're posting Instagram photos, yeah, say it's for the gram. If you want to smear deer Pass. shit on your face, I mean, if that makes you feel like you're going to shoot, hey, a garden, dig yeah, it. I mean, I will say I am kind of a hater on like the signature face paint. Like you're in a band. I don't wear face paint. Like you know for how that, for that reason, bracket would do like the 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 line really like on the. The line's coming down his cheeks, you know. If you get Whatever. busted on face paint, I mean, to me, that's like the bottom of the barrel. Like, you don't deserve to shoot that deer anyways. You like, know, if they see your face see, and that deer spooks, I'm, I think, I'm like, I think different I though, man, because I, I think I got a white ass face. Like I think that might be the thing that you got a full out. beard. A You're a man. <laughs> yeah, that is what I call Mother Nature's face mask, right there. There's yeah. no need for face paint. There's no need for face mask if you got a nice luscious beard. Yeah, but I'm not gonna lie. Like bow hunting, well, I'll that's take. Hurtful. But I'm, when I'm saying I'm not the dude that's, I don't look in the mirror and like you do like, I look big head, the gram. But huge head. My brain's so freaking large that I gotta have a skull that contains it. You know. But like my cheeks, I'll take like the. The little stick like my dad had. The deodorant we, stick? Yeah, the deodorant stick of fucking face paint, and I'll just smear it on there. That way I, I don't know get my how cheeks. some people can get it so perfect. It's because they're taking, they're looking in they're the putting mirror. putting on makeup. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm not in a band. Like, I'm not, like, the one-off member from KISS over here that's trying to put, like, it on perfectly, <laughs> like, lining it off. I, it's not my, I don't, I think it's silly. I just never did face paint. So. Yeah, I think it's. I was gay. raised with a face mask, so yeah, I have well, a face mask. I was guy, typically. I was not, but but I'll tell you when you're antelope hunting and it's hotter than shit out, I want face paint. Yep, absolutely. But you know, I'm just like, there's no mirror. It's like, all right, hey, is that look hey covered? <laughs> yeah, call it good. It yeah. don't matter. Whatever. I mean, TV hunters, I guess, do it. It's like their signature thing. It's how you remember some people, but mm-hmm, mm. I don't know. I think you're cool. It's going to be a no for me, dog. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. Dude, shout out to Randy Jackson. I don't know why. Dude, when I haven't I heard of, that for a while. When I think of face pain, I just like, did he go down? Is he down? <laughs> Is he down? Is he down? <laughs> I don't know why every time I think of face pain. Yeah, it's like, yeah, dude, he's down. <laughs> settle, settle down. He's right there. <laughs> Yeah, 15 yards away. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that was fun. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Cole, way to kill it again, brother. Coming back oh, into the man, Illinois season the, strong. Getting the Kurt Geyer seal of approval. Yeah. Yeah. How you feeling, man? Going into the season, what was your mindset like? Um, Honestly, I was just trying to I, – I had a deer on my home farm that I was, like, really set on. Yeah. 
Because you and I, like, going into what, what you're about to get into, like, we we work together. Right. We see each other every day. And so we we look at Onyx Maps a lot. and Well, I work, and I visit Kurt. Well, I'm the... I'm the best employee Deer has because all my shit's always up and running. So, you know, I have time to look at Onyx at work. Yep, you the man. Mm-hmm. Continue on. Keep telling me how good I am. Yep. But, no, I mean, we talk a lot about game plans and property right. and Deer and, and ideas, and it's helps pass the day, actually. It really, it really is nice to have somebody that's in the same mindset as you. Right. But, yeah, going into the season, I, I had kind of a rough – Shed season, I mean, I think a lot of guys did because it was just such a warm winter. Mm-hmm. And deer just, when it's warm like that, they just don't, they drop sporadically. And yeah, drop late. They're, they're not slaves they, of their belly as much when they're dropping. And, right, and it doesn't seem like the bucks, the the bigger bucks at least, they don't they don't yard up with everybody. They're like, mm, nah, I'm going to still chill in my area. Can and, I do my own thing? And typically those areas are hard areas to shed hunt mm-hmm. whereas when it's fucking zero degrees and they got to sit on a south hill to maintain body heat yeah with all the other deer it's like oh these are these are fun to fun to a find. little more concentrated yeah yeah yep and but i i mean i did okay and i had a really rough shed season down there you're normally a a really good shed hunter i feel like i Try to be. We found a shed together, <laughs> and it was a hard shed to find, and you were on it. You, I mean. Yeah, I feel like you were mad about that. Still mad? I'm upset about it, man. That's yeah. why I make fun of you so much. Walked by it, and I pointed to the opposite side of you. I'm like, yeah, there's one right there. And you're like, how the fuck did I, didn't, did I not see that? Yeah, like, it saw it across me. It was offensive. The way you did it, you're, <laughs> you're, you're shed. Like, like stepped right there. across him. Yeah, your like, shed etiquette was terrible. I mean, you could have you could have picked it up if you want. Your shed etiquette was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta respect the game. That happens though. Like if it's that first shed of the year, like you just gotta get that one over with, and then all of a sudden yeah. they just start pot. It's kind of like morel mushrooms. Get your right? eyes right. Yeah. Yep. Get your eyes right. Yep. For sure. So interesting. Shed season, not as good. No, as it's actually really, really bad down. I'll just say south of here. Yeah. And that property that, <clears throat> if I, I mean, I talked about it on the last podcast that. Well, actually, the first one. Yeah, that I was really interested in developing this piece, and so I go down there. It's be my, it's be my second year shed hunting it, mm-hmm. and it took me a long time to get in there. I mean, it would like I I tell people all the time, like just persistence. You know, it just be nice to people, mm-hmm. it, and maybe they eventually say no i'm not you can't do that yeah but in my case maybe they say all right let's let's go down you can do your thing whatever yeah and i just i got an awesome landowner he's super cool guy and so this this next year that which would have been last spring we go down and i actually took a buddy with me and uh i mean we start off and i mean i find a shed within five minutes i'm like Booyah. Huh? Booyah. Oh, thank you. Sorry. That's that's what I like to say. Oh. It's like a... Who the fuck was that? Uh, Chris Brackett? No. Oh. No, dude. Before him. Oh. Talking like uh, like Bass 
bass fishermen tournaments, you know, like oh, a, the booyah lures. Yeah, buddy. The booyah lures. Mm. Yeah, I'm I'm pre Chris Brackett. Sorry, I, I don't even know who the fuck he is. I haven't even uh, ever seen him hunt. Right. Right. Well, he's not hunt much anymore. Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's kind of out of the game. <laughs> I, I find his shed right off the bat, and we we walk quite a while, and we just keep finding deadheads. Oh I'm, yeah, not good. We get down in the creek, and we just find deadhead, deadhead, dead. And I mean, I've I've probably consistently shed hunted for ten years. Mm-hmm. And I have, I have legit never found a deadhead. I think maybe one, something like that, one. And then we go down there and we found nine deadheads. Oh, damn. In one day? In one day. Like any big bucks? Like what are we talking about? Like what mean, type of deadheads? Pretty much everything was like year and a half to three and a half. Like all bucks for the most part? All bucks. Wow, weird. And are they like fresh dead? Like still They look to and... me like they had all died in velvet. No mm. shit. Oh, wow. Like, because the horns are bright white. Pokey Everything still on the burrs is just sharp as shit. I'm like, these deer all died in velvet, and they all died right here within 100 yards of this creek. Mm. And it's, and I'm thinking immediately, I'm like, EHD for sure. Yeah. Like, it, yep. it's all the signs. So going into the season, I was like, shit. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe it's not such a good thing. Just undid my. No, I got. I only got one ear. Wiggle your thing there. We got to upgrade that headset. Apparently, yeah, we do. that's Ross's headset. He's bitches about it every episode. <laughs> my my left ear just went dark. <laughs> is it working yet? It's it's in and out. There it is. You just stay there the rest of the podcast, oh, just yeah. like that. Yeah. Ross yeah. normally licks that your, plug in and sticks it back in there. Put so your you know. right hand right here. I'm not right, kidding. Inside of my thigh. Oh, there you go. This is getting... Where's Matt Buzzards when you need him, man? <laughs> trying to make a fucking reality show out of this. <laughs> Trophy tape over here. Trying to measure that thigh and get you on for a load of likes. You know what I'm saying? How big are you? <laughs> huh? <laughs> what? So you're finding dead bucks. Your headset went out. God damn, we got to focus. So, so I go... Going into the season... So I guess I'll take you back just a little bit. Like, I hunted this property last fall. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of like a last minute thing. And uh, I went down there second gun season, mm-hmm. and dude, it's warm. It was a, it was poor weather. It was, it was windy. Warm. It was warm last year, and uh, I really, I mean, I seen deer, but I'm hanging and I'm hunting, and I go to one end of the farm and I hang. It's like the wind's coming out of the south, so I go to the north end of the farm. It's, I mean, it's perfect access creek. Get up in there, and I'm like, this this could be really good. And I everything I seen was on the other side of the creek. And I was like, okay, well, when the wind switches to the north, I'm going to go to the other side of the creek. So I do that, and I mean, I'd see deer, and then poof, they're gone. And they, this property is really, really nice, but it's really, really overgrown. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, nobody's mowed the CRP and... Kind Thick. of abandoned. Fifteen in a way. years. Thick birds. Yeah, it's I mean. it's basically just been let go for twenty years. Mm-hmm. And uh, after second season, I had muzzleloader down there, and I came home and I told my dad, I was like, we we gotta we gotta do some work down there to make this huntable. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, there's 
Shitty thick. CRP is good, but too shitty of CRP is not good. Right, right. Thick is good for bedding, but if you got 160 acres of bedding, it's it's really really hard to hunt. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. you gotta have those areas where they are visible. Otherwise, you're I mean, better, you're better off burning it off and just wait until the next year, and it'll grow back so much better. Well, the problem is, you know, there's trees in there the big as big as your thigh, right? And trees you want well i mean maybe not okay i, I was mean, thinking I, like i'm thinking upper, like in the middle of this i mean i'm talking in the middle of the crp like yeah this stuff was tillable 20 years ago and it's i mean i'm yeah. actually surprised the trees were not bigger i mean for something that nobody's mowed completely and hasn't even touched haven't touched are in they 20, huntable trees years. though like if you had to make a oh, move no, in a certain no. spot oh they're not no it's all birch garbage mm. And I mean, that's what I was thinking. I was like, man, you got opportunity in random spots in the middle no, of some CRP. No, it, it's, it's like just shrub, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But so I came home and I was like, I just told my dad, I was like, we, I'm going to have to put some time in there. And I did enough favors in the spring and it was really, really wet there before the mow date. For anybody who's listening, the mow date for CRP is April 15th. You got to mow before April 15th. Otherwise, from April 15th to August 1st, that's ground nesting date, at least in Illinois. And you're, you can, you, like, I probably could have gotten the go ahead because that CRP was so overgrown, but I, I didn't. You're better off not messing with it and just. Well, I lucked out because it got really, really dry there in like July. In early August, mm-hmm. and I went down there the first week of August. I I loaded up skid steer, forestry head on a gooseneck. Started at four a.m. Went down there. I unloaded at six, and my dad took my my cousin lives close, so he let me use his fifteen foot batwing. And my dad started off in the mower, and I started off in the skid steer, and we mowed in about 12 hours, about 60 acres. Oh, and I mean, so basically my dad's just going around, mowing around the stuff, and just to let you know how thick it is, he's got a 6R and a 15-foot John Deere Batwing, and he was going between two and 2.1 mile an hour. Like, that's how thick this CRP is. Damn. You're almost better off taking half a swipe, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and, and just going faster. <laughs> right, at that point. And it was... And it's kind of like... The way that they must have seeded that CRP is... Like, it was just dissed. Like, because it is rough as a motherfucker. No kidding. So we... We get that all mowed, and, you know, landowners just tickle. He happened to come down there that day, and he's like, he's just tickled pink. Was not expecting that. And I was You're like, improving his ground. For- I was like, listen, man, when I told you I'm about to, you know, get this shit right. looking good, like, this is what you got to do. Like, mm-hmm. one more year, and these you, you're cutting these trees off with chainsaw. <laughs> right. So, it... I mean, we we really did good, and then it didn't rain for like three weeks, mm-hmm. which was was good and bad. A lot of times, you like to see a rain right away after that. That way, yeah. that grass can get a get a head start. But did you have any like while doing all this? I mean, you're thinking about ground and and 
management. One, you're wanting to improve new ground you got and make it more of a huntable piece. But, I mean, what else were you thinking about? Did you think about doing some sort of fall plot, any any so, plot at the time, anything else? Honestly, at, at that point, I was just – I was on a mission to get paths opened up. I was trying to get rid of the trees – just trying to make it accessible, mm-hmm. you know, I to be able to plant food plots. Because, I mean, there was, there was really nowhere you could put one because, I mean, it was insane. I'll bet you the, – the thing is about sitting in a skid steer is you see everything right in front of you. Whereas a batwing, right. you know, you're, you're six feet above it. You don't really you notice what everything. you're running over. Yeah. I'll bet you I mowed over five, to, five to six – maybe – but five to six acres of wild black raspberries, and that the whole thing. I was like, "Well, no shit, I wouldn't fucking see an eight deer. I mean, he's just sit. He he just sit right here and got eat, everything he needs right there. He, yeah, he'll eat some berries. Chew on, and the thing is, is it was like nice, thick, lush grass underneath. So like, it he had no need. Mm-hmm. Any any big deer had no need to move. Right. Yeah. He just if he and there's. It's not nice to have those little pockets that make them feel nice and secure, but you don't want an entire farm that's just strictly bedding habitat with a lot of food in it. Like, that that hurts you. Yep. And, I mean, there's three creeks that run through the piece. So you mowed the whole thing down. Well, it's 163 acres, and it's about half and half uh, CRP timber. So... We tried to concentrate on one side of the farm that was right. more manageable, and the other side of the farm is mostly tree plantings. Mm-hmm. So the goal is next year to kind of just get some get some paths opened up on the other side and just get you know create. It's got on the other side. It's got like a pretty good sized creek that feeds a really big creek, whereas on the south side of the timber or south side of the piece. It's just a lot of like, it's a lot of, they, what they did is they didn't farm the draws and they farmed the, the high ground. And so it's all crowned out and, right. but that's, that's where you should see that really nice, like switch or, or prairie grass. And it was just, I'm, I'm sure that it was there at one point, but yeah, when you let it go for a decade, shit disappears. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, for sure. Real How fast. fun, though, man. Like, you get this new piece, and the landowner's like, yeah, if you want to do that type of work, like, I mean, what better type of deal can you get? Um, you know, just being kind to people, and you get an opportunity, like, hey, I got the equipment. Let me help your – let me – you're helping me. Let me help you. Yeah, no, and I was, like, totally up front with him. So, let me, I mean, going back a little bit, like, he, it took me essentially two years to even get in there to shed hunt. Like, I just called him every, like, four months. Hey, like, buddy. <laughs> hey, man, how's it going? Would you think about going down there? Hey, Checking would you in. think about going down there? And then he called me this past fall, and he's like, hey, I, we bought out the other sibling that owns this property. Mm-hmm. So it's just me. And I was like, you want to get to work? And he's like, Let, want, let's go down in the spring. So go down in the spring. I told him what my plans were, and he's like, yeah, if you want to. And then I, I, I mean, I explained it to him, you know, I, that's where you're like, I'm in, I was really upfront with him though, because I was like, you know, I'm not going to lie. You can probably lease this and make money. You know, you're talking five, 
five grand a year, probably maybe a little more. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Whatever people are willing to pay, apparently nowadays. I said, but you're going to lose a lot of. So you're not going to be cruising around here in November. You're not going to be able to come down. I said, you, you give Can't up. Really fuck around at all on the ground at that point. You, you give up a lot. And I said, you know, what if, what if the guy's a complete fucking nutsack? And and you don't <laughs> you know you don't like him you know I mean, yeah, yeah. money's cool but you don't need it you own half the farm outright you know right yeah I said you, you don't tell need you to what. make payments yeah I'll tell you what I'll do I'll do ten grand worth of work for you this year and he's he's the coolest guy man he's just he's more of a city guy I mean he's he's probably in his mid forties but he is just he loves it he think he, I've never seen somebody so stoked for somebody else to find a shed antler when they don't even know what a shed antler is. <laughs> right. And, yeah. you know, he, he was, like, discouraged when we went down there and found a bunch of deadheads. He's like, man, I wish you would have found more sheds. And I'm like, yeah, you know, it part of it. It is what it is. You it know? is it what is. it is. <laughs> That's cool. What a perfect kind ah, of setup, dude. though, you know. It's... He's a great guy, man. I cannot say mm-hmm. enough good things about him. That's cool. Well, I mean, that's cool to let you do all that and kind of make it your own to a point. You know what I mean? Like, take some pride in it. You're not doing work for no reason. Like, yeah. you know, you're doing work that you'd like to see, and he's loving it. And, and you're just making Play-Doh snakes, thinking about all this habitat improvement yeah. and, and all the cool shit that's going to happen in the future, you know, like the reference again. Um, <laughs> yeah, and his and actually the, when I was down there clearing that all that brush, his wife was there with him, and, and she's like, uh, I was not expecting any of this. I was like, "Well, you know, this is this is what we got to do to get it back." I mean, otherwise, I was I was worried they were going to be out of compliance the next. So, on a, a question: You mowed all this off. Is it, are they still getting CRP payment on this, or is oh, this yeah. like it's okay? Good. No, so, so it's in a program. Yeah. So it, so they're going to let it grow back up and and uh, continue. Right. In the so CRP. I was I was actually worried that. They were gonna the next time it was assessed, they were gonna be They're out gonna of compliance. Yep. So sounds I mean, like they got lucky that they got the payment for as long as they did. If it was in that bad of shape for that many years, I was very very in Whiteside County. That would have never ever happened. Mm-hmm. I figured it was in a program when you said you had that window to mow it because usually, right? You know, they give you that window to mow it or burn it, and certain and, amount of time. And I was a hundred percent. I mean. I think if I would have just called the NRCS office and said, hey, it was a wet spring. I didn't have time to mow this. Can I get – I mean, because they'll, they'll, they can give you permission, right. basically, right. if it's if it actually needs mowed. But I'm, I'm sure that I could have got it, but it was just – it's really, really hilly. There's a lot of springs. It's wet. Like, I didn't want to go on, down in there and tear a bunch of shit up and – yeah. August. So, so what else, like habitat improvement wise, did you did you were you able to do, or did you consider, or do you want to do? So this is kind of the first step. Like yeah, I, I knew that I wanted to clear that top ground that was that had the ability to produce mm-hmm. some really really nice a nice stand of just native grass. You mm-hmm. know, I know that that bottom. I mean, I've been my dad's farm is pretty much the same it's 500 acres and it's almost split 50 50 like crp 
well, there's a hundred acres tillable, but other than that, the rest of it is all split 50, 50, yeah. 200 acres CRP. And my dad has taught me that really how to manage that. And so I knew that that bottom ground is going to be what it is because that Creek, it's the same thing kind of with where my home farm is. We got the river. Whereas that creek is, does does the same thing. It's just a small. It's just smaller. Just it goes in and out of its banks, yep. just like the Rock River does. Right. And you can only do so much when the yeah. shit floods every other year. Yep. Right. So building in, you mow. Let's talk about getting into season and and you know you're setting out trail cameras, of course, just like anybody else would on a property they're putting time and, and energy and money into. Um, let's let's get into that a little bit. So. I'm down there. I think August eighth was the day that we mowed, and I, I think I post I posted on our team page. Mm-hmm. Like I I get down into this bottom, and it's it's right as all that CRP kind of ends, and it it gets down into this big big bottom, and I just see this corner, and there's this oak tree that's about as big as your arm, and it's got real low branches. So I just wipe out everything around it and just go into this corner, clean this whole corner up. And I just take that forestry head and just, I mean, I took all the way down to bare dirt, all the way around that little oak. (laughs) And there's another oak right there. And I, because another thing on this farm is it's really hard to find a tree to hang in. Like it's a lot of new growth. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking whoever sold it before had logged it at some point. Or maybe it just—I don't know. Maybe it was tillable at some point. I—I I, I don't know. But mm, hard it's, telling. It's a lot of small trees, but there was actually a really nice pin oak, and I was like, that's when, "When you mowed like that, you're just creating a spot for scrapes around yeah. that single tree. It's what you're looking for." Yep. I just—I know better, and I know that if you got an oak that's that's got real low hanging branches, and you take her down to the bare dirt underneath it. Especially, Especially if it's in like an open area where it's kind of by itself, there it's like a magnet. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And that's what I did. I put a cell cam on that August. And I just walked away. It's like a signpost, pretty much, for every deer in that area that's going to be hitting that. I, and that's four what cameras I was on that one tree to go all the way around. <laughs> yeah. Get every angle. So, and the other thing is, is those deer have never. I mean, any scrapes that I ever found in that property were in the timber. Because they never like the 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 field edge was never mowed. Yep, just too thick. So so, thick. so I was like, you know what? Maybe if I give them this, maybe they... <laughs> oh, dude, they're like, holy shit! Look at this, guys. Oh, look at that nice hey, little scrape tree. Yeah, check, this check this out. Yeah, what's this? This is nice. <laughs> look at somebody, this. Somebody mowed around this tree. <laughs> yeah, this is just fantastic. All this all this room. <laughs> This is really nice. <laughs> They're like, like you just renovated their house. They're on HGTV coming out. Like, oh geez, I love what they did to the place. It's actually pretty. <laughs> the toes are crying. <laughs> yeah. It's it's yeah. pretty amazing what now has happened. But like for the first, I'd say all the way through September. I mean, it was like fucking dead zone, buddy. I'm like, man, what is going on? Like. They probably get used to it. Like, I I, we haven't seen this in twenty fucking years. Yeah. <laughs> what, is, what is this yeah. place? That's part of it. I, I don't think. like change. Well, maybe. I mean, could be. But 
I or was, all the deer were dead from fucking. <laughs> so that's what I'm thinking. I'm like, holy Drinking fuck! The pool that, water. It, it did get fucking hammered by EHD. Like this, yeah. this place is toast. Like it's gonna take me, you know, it's gonna take me three years basically to get a good rack to, yeah, to recoup from this, and mm-hmm. then all of a sudden, like mid October, it's just fucking lighting up. What I do you mean, think the deal was? What's that? Well, why? What? What do you think? I don't. I don't really know. I. The only maybe, thing maybe I can think... Maybe some crops coming out or something? Maybe some crops coming out. They'll, and the other thing that I'm thinking is maybe that the deer were in a cycle where they don't... They they don't summer there. Yeah. Maybe there's I have not... several a, farms like that. Maybe there's not enough there that they just don't summer there. And then it's thick enough to where all the does come there when it gets that time. Well, socially, they might want a spot that has more food, a little more open... And then as it as they that gets picked, then they move back into this thicker farm. Yeah. I have farms like that. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, that would add up, right? Yeah, right. I mean, and so I, I you mean, think you'd have something though with like the spot, like kind of untouched, low pressure. You you would really think, but in in the same sense, I only had one camera down there. I yeah. was. I tried Dude, to, I'm a big believer in that now. That the camera does not tell the whole story, man. Yeah, you can't I, go off that and. 100% we're going to get into that yeah. why it's not. We talked about it a little bit too. Yep. And so I mean pretty much the whole time from August to middle October. I mean, I mean I got a 120 incher mm-hmm. in there and yeah. that's it. And I'm like and you know my old man's like well, that was a lot of fucking work for that. <laughs> <laughs> Congrats, bud. What a waste of time. Last time I and then to like you. middle we October I mean, this is this is as raw as it gets. I'm literally sitting on the shitter in my house, and I get a picture sent to me. And I so I made the mis- I couldn't figure out why my camera was SD card was filling up so fast. Well, I had the motherfucker set on video, and I didn't mm. know it, so it's a cell link. And so I'm like, I'm like, what the fuck? I only got like. And those things oh, don't. They got do like they a couple hundred, couple hundred, so it doesn't send the videos. It only right. sends the pictures. I'm like, oh, I got a couple hundred pictures on here, and my fucking SD card's like half full. It's sixteen gig. What the hell's going on? <laughs> so I get, I'm, I'm sitting on the toilet, and I get a picture of this deer, and his head's up, and all I can see is this giant doinker coming down. I'm like, oh my god, giant doinker. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. So I mean, instantly, you know, I, I come out, and I'm like. You know, show my wife like she gives a shit. I'm right. like, look at the size of this thing. She's like, oh, that's nice. Oh, yeah, that's oh, good. He's cute. Yeah. He's a uh-huh. nice one. Yeah. So I go. She's like, fuck off. Know, I'm trying to watch HGTV. And like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I send it to my buddies. And they're like, holy shit. What the fuck is that? Yeah. I'm like, I don't really know. But it but looks like know. he has a big split on his other side. And it looks like he's, I mean, a deer doesn't have a tine that big abnormal. And not have anything else. Right. Some goofy shit on the other side. Yeah. But, but the problem is, it's like his head was like straight up in the air, so you can't see anything else other than that massive kickstand. That yeah. goodness. Yeah. The doinker. Yeah. I would the just, I'd just be staring at that the whole time, like, holy, doinker. look at that doinker. And it looked like a giant drop time coming off in that first photo that you it showed did. me. So six, I'm like, six, damn, dude, you gotta. That's insane. You know, it's what everybody wants. Right. But even me and you were like. We had a hard time even telling really what he was, and then so I 
I sent my cousin the photo, and he's like, well, you want me to, you want to go pull that card? I'm like, ah, let's just, it's really the first good deer. I mean, I had another, I got another couple deer down there that are decent, but I was like, that's really the only deer that I see as, as huntable mm-hmm. for me. So let's, let's just hold off a week. So I hold off a week and I just fucking, I can't take it anymore. So I, I eating at you. you know? It is. I got to see it. Yeah. And cause I'm like, you know what? If it's on video and it takes a picture at the beginning of the video and the end of the video. And I got a picture of him. I got six pictures of him. Oh, so he sat on that scrape for a while. And the last picture I got of him was his tail. And I'm like, all right. He walked right in front of the camera. He got it all. So I, I called my cousin. I'm like, dude, I, I hate to do this to you. And he's like, no, I ain't doing shit. It's three in the morning. You know, I'm a, <laughs> <laughs> he's just run out there. <laughs> so he, he sends it to me and I'm trenching in power at where we're going to build a new house. And I just, I didn't get the pictures yet. And all I got was, dude, he's a beast. And I'm like, what the fuck? So I, I'm like clicking my phone and I, and I gave up on it. And then I trenched in all the wire and we get done and I'm like, pick my phone up. I'm like, mother of God. <laughs> mother Holy of shit. Because he just, my cousin's like, oh dear God. He sends me a side angle and you just see all those points and I'm like, holy shit. My dad's helping me. I'm like, dad, look at that shit. He's like, Oh wow, that's a pretty nice one. I'm like, just goes back to work. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sit. That's, cool. That's, that's very much my dad. But yeah, he, I'll tell you what, he legit got excited. He's like, holy shit, you probably should go hunt that deer. I'm like, well, he's only been there once. Let's not get excited. Yeah, but it was at like dusk. So, anyways, we we go on about our business and. He just, I was like, well, fuck, I only got one picture of him. I don't want to, and I mean, we even talked about this it. This is when work. we had the conversation at work. I'm like, dude, don't. Get the fuck down there now. Yeah, it doesn't tell the whole, I Clint Caspered you a little bit. I was just going to say, you pulled a Clint Casper. Yeah, you but did. I'm like, dude, that camera doesn't tell the whole story. Like, he's in there. Like, he ain't, he didn't get him in there once. Get yeah, the if you get a picture down of him. There. If you get one picture of him, he's probably all over that spot. Like, he had to walk in front of that camera at that exact place. He pro- he's probably all over the place. Yeah, he could walk behind the camera every other day that yeah. week, and you just don't know it, and he's in there. Right, and the only reason, and it was right at dusk in middle October. Yeah, he's and in And, I there. mean, the moon phase was was not even right. Like, it was not high pressure. He's in the biscuit. And I'm just like, that's when I was like, dude, I don't think there's any reason to rush. I don't think he's fucking going nowhere. Yeah. And it was it was a little difficult for me to do it, but I was like, you know, I just want to wait. I, I just want to wait until time's right. And then we, we talked and... Then we made... We mapped out... So remember... So it would have been four or five days probably before you went in. We, we remember us looking at Onyx and you're like, hey... Well, I, maybe I'm skipping ahead here. I don't think so. We were mapping out because you're like, hey, because you saw him on the hoof, right? That's what I was getting at. Didn't you? Oh, so, so anyways, time, the the rest of October goes by. I never get a picture of him again. Mm-hmm. And I'm hunting my home farm. And, I mean, we, we talked about that day. Like, so it was Halloween. Mm-hmm. And I go in, and I mean, 
it's full fucking moon. It's a falling moon. And I'm walking across the CRP. And I mean, it's so bright that I can see my fucking shadow walking mm-hmm. across the CRP. And I'm like, I'm going to kill some shit today. Yeah. Morning. And I get does go by, yada, yada, yada. And I, I, I like to call. There's guys that don't, but I do. Mm-hmm. I like to call. I, do I like, too. I like to you. have fun. And you like to party? so I, got I, it. I call. <laughs> I also like to party. <laughs> First rattle session. Out steps this deer, tips his head up, and he's got 25 inch main beams. And I'm like, yeah, you're getting it. Sick. I mean, I just, when I walked in, I had, I was ready. <laughs> so I, I mean, I, he comes by and I range and I thought he was going to walk field edge and he turns and he walks right behind me and I just drilled him ends up being like 149, but that started my season mm-hmm. and I'm like, okay, I text my brother. I'm like, I'm done your turn. I'm going, I'm going after this. You're deal. out. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. And south. And so we talked about that first week, and I was I was actually scheduled to be off that first week, and I was like, no, weather's shit. Don't like it. I don't want to fuck anything up. So I actually didn't go the first day I was scheduled to be off, and I just went Friday. So it had been what's the weekend before the 13th, like the 5th? Yeah. That Friday? Mm-hmm. Or no, 6th. Right? Somewhere in there. Right in there, yeah. Anyways, so... <laughs> I, I pack my stuff up, and I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to drive down in the morning, take a slow roll down there, get down there about 11. I don't have any stands hung. I'm just going to get in there about 11 when things are kind of, you know, supposedly. Slowed down a little yeah, bit. Yeah, Slowed down so a little think. bit. So I get in there, and I pull in the entrance, and there's actually, like, there's, there's, a, there's a barn kind of in the – you know, a couple hundred yards off the road. Mm-hmm. And I typically don't park at it. I actually mowed a spot where I can park right off the road so I don't have to park there. And I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to park up there because I got like four stands and I got, you know, I got a lot of gear. When I come back tomorrow, you know, I'll I'll, I'll park up by the road. Mm-hmm. And I pull behind the barn, well, kind of perpendicular to the front of the barn so I can't be seen anywhere else. I get all my stuff done, and, you know, I take my time, and, I mean, I walk fucking 10 feet, and I just look out in the CRP, kind of down in this bottom. It's all tree plantings, and there's a big opening, and I just see this doe, and she's going in circles, and there's a little buck chasing her. There's another little buck, and there's another little buck, and there's a little bit bigger buck, and then there's a pretty good buck, like 140-incher, and then there's... Another 140, 150-incher, and pretty soon there's like seven bucks chasing this doe in a circle, like 150 Just follow yards. follow the leader. Yeah, I wonder Dude. if she's hot. <laughs> yeah. Right? <laughs> so, I mean, I've only walked 10 feet. 10 out of 10. I'm literally <laughs> kneeling down under an old fuel barrel. Like, I'm like, I just, I strip all my shit, and I just grab my bow, and I'm like, well, let's just, let's just see what happens. Yeah. And... Then I got another picture of another deer down there that I, I think is a four-year-old, and he's got really good mass, and here he comes. And I'm like, oh, shit. Like, that's <laughs> that's one of the deer that I'm thinking about, you know, yeah. if I don't see the giant. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, all the bucks disperse, and the doe runs up the hill, 
and here comes this deer and I just see this gigantic fucking foot long white thing hanging off the back of his G2 and I'm like holy shit there he is 150 yards and I'm sitting on the ground and I'm like oh my god like this is this really happening I've been here for five minutes right and then he's all over that spot he he was in there I mean like obviously that there's enough there's not not very much activity there so that barn doesn't right yeah doesn't bother him at all cars don't bother him at all like they're used to that shit Low pressure. So he works up the hill. What a good feeling, though, to right like to walk in and see him that quick. You're like, okay, he lives here. here so, this is his well, spot. And and let alone all the bucks that he's seen. <laughs> no kidding. Yeah, following like, that doe too. That to make you like. Okay. There's other options and there's future options. Yes. Yeah, so so there, literally within the fi- first ten minutes that I was there, I seen every buck I had a picture of. <laughs> That's Damn. what one hot doe will do for you. Yeah. And I mean, if will, they're living there, right? I mean, yeah. why would they not all be trying to get some tail? Man, hell, I would. Hell, I would. <laughs> yeah, so, it's just like your local watering hole at that point. You know, yeah, the one absolutely. hot chick's there, and she's available. What's up? Twenty-eight so, dudes there. So yeah. initially, every guy, every guy on Facebook's there. <laughs> yeah, in her DMs for sure. In her DMs, said it comes to real fighting. Everybody kind of backs out except this the big boy right here. The guy here, with the right. mustache. Yeah, the guy with the mustache. <laughs> nah. yeah, Doug walks in. Everyone disperses. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. It is what it is. Hey, I fucking wish. I fucking wish. I'm sleeping alone again tonight. The dominant buck in his head. <laughs> Damn, it's tough out here. So, so I, I look at this spot and I'm like, man, this. Oh, I mean everything that I've ever gathered from wild t- whitetail hunting is like if you see him do something like that you just basically i just watched him do what he does and there's a tree right there i'm like Duh. right there even though it seems stupid because it's only 150 yards away like that's the tree mm-hmm. so initially when we had talked i was like you know, I need to get all the way around this corner. I need to get down into this bottom. That's the tree. So, I, was, I mean, I'm like, fuck, what do I need? I'm kind of at a crossroads here. Mm-hmm. and then It's hard to know what the right decision is because at this point you're excited. You have all these different things running through your head. And now it's time to like – you want to be in, in and out as quick as possible because you know the more you fuck around in there, the yep. less and less – the yeah. less your chances yeah. are, the more you – do your well, messing and that's, around. that's where you're like, okay, do I go this way? Do I go that way? Do I go? Yeah, well, what the wind's doing is, this? What if, yeah. right. It's, it's so, 11 o'clock in the morning and you see this guy on his feet. You know he's bedding within you know a couple hundred yards yeah. of that spot. has to be. So that gives you a pretty good idea right off the bat. So I I, I always, I mean, I, I usually always call my old man with, with any encounter, really. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Dad, I've been down here five minutes and I've already seen that fucking giant. He's like, well, you know, maybe you can get down... And he knows the property because he helped me mow it. He's like, yeah. maybe you can get down just a little bit further and get into that bottom. And then if he walks anywhere across that bottom, you're gonna see it, see him. And I was like, I feel like I should just get in that tree. You know, it's kind of in the open, but it's it's good cover. It's a clump of cottonwoods. Like it's gonna be, I can be in that stand in 15 minutes. Like I hang in cottonwoods all the time because I use screwing steps. Mm-hmm. 
like an old timer. Yeah, you got to have a screwing step for some big cottonwood trees, man. I killed a big buck out of a cottonwood once. Oh, I love them. I did. It I almost fell because it was sketchy. But yeah, I've, I've fallen out of a cotton. Hey, you know, no biggie, yeah. right? Brush up. There's cotton. It's they soft got, at the bottom. They got that bad. <laughs> they got that bad bark, brother. <laughs> yeah, it's hard to get the peg screwed all the way <laughs> they, in when the they, fucking they bark's got, three inches thick. <laughs> <laughs> they got a bite to them. So the best ones are about 14 inches around because yeah. they don't quite have that gnarly bark. But anyway, so I was like, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to do what my old man said. So I get up there. And I get to the tree that I want to be in, it's about 50, 60 yards away. And I'm like, all right, I'm just going to try to ease up in here just real slow. And I get 20 yards past where I want to dive into that cottonwood. And I just fucking deer go. I, you know, I hear a lot of shit. And then all of a sudden there's a three-year-old 140-incher standing 20 yards in front of me so i just throw all my shit down i get my bow out i knock an arrow and i just i just like sat down i was like okay let's just see i need to stop mm-hmm. then the other three-year-old walks out into the field and then i just hear this horrendous grunt in this thick little bowl and i'm like he's in there i gotta get the fuck out of here so i back out <laughs> gotta get out of here and i go into that tree and I mean, I'm back. I'm in the, the first stand. Tri- the first tree you were yep. looking at. Yep. First tree I picked. He's gonna be pissed. We get out of here. So I get the hell out of here. Well, I'm assuming that he's seen those other bucks move, and you know, and maybe them little bucks came in. And I mean, dude, it's so thick that that three year old was 15 yards when I bumped him, and I didn't see him, and he didn't see me. Right. Like it's that thick, right off this road. Mm-hmm. So I get back in that. I get in that stand. I mean, I'm in it in 15 minutes. And, dude, I am fucking, I mean, I'm hyped up. I just hung a stand. I am sweating. It's like 60 degrees. <laughs> I literally hunted the rest of the time that night in a long sleeve Carhartt and blue jeans mm-hmm. and uninsulated boots. Like I was, And I had my fucking sleeves rolled up. I'm like, this, it's fucking hot. God, I hope he does what he did last or did this morning. Yeah. This afternoon. So I don't really see I mean I see a little bit of movement, but I don't see a whole lot. And then right at dark, that fucking doe comes down the hill. I look over, five minutes before dark. He's actually working a scrape between me and where I first seen him. So he's like seventy five yards from that barn. I mean he's he's basically seventy five yards from my pickup. No shit. And I'm like, but he can't, he can't see my pickup. Right. And I'm just like, holy fuck, dude. He is, he is really comfortable in here. He's all over it. (laughs) And he, he comes in and I, I mean, I can't help myself. I have to throw the kitchen sink at him. I have to snort wheeze at him. Oh, on a deer like that, there might only be one chance. I mean, it's hard to say. That's what I'm thinking. I'm like, you know, maybe, maybe I don't see him again. Because in my experience, something like that, if you see him, like what I, what I seen that morning, and you, and he comes back at 75 yards. Like, you got to try something. I, because you in always, my, you always got to try something. In my head, I'm thinking I'm never, I might not see him again. So I, I give him some, you know, some softies just to try to get his attention. And dude, he is fucking just tailing that doe. 
all of a sudden I just get a little more aggressive and then I just snort wheeze and dude he is just on that dough and I'm like she's she's hot to breed he's taking her into this just massive 30 acre thicket that you can't even see he's in. taking him into his bedroom and I'm like he's gonna breed her for two days because I just seen him run a bunch of bucks off so nobody else has bred her yeah so so he's gonna go breed her for 24 to 48 hours probably so I sat in that stand the rest of the weekend and the next the next morning was my was my green light moment. I sat in the stand, totally different wind, never got winded. I, they, I don't know, Austin, do you have these spots where it's just like the thermals work in your favor, you can't the, lose, doesn't matter what wind. Yep. Yep. That's the money spot. There there's certain spots that there's certain spots you get in and it don't matter what the deer are doing or what the wind's doing. And you get fucking blown at by every old yep. doe that, that walks by. And then there's certain stands that you hang, and it don't matter what the wind's doing. It don't matter what the deer are doing. No, nobody Get away nobody gets spooked. Yeah, nobody gives a shit. They, can't, they don't know you're there. And apparently I found that tree right off the bat. Hey, man, good, good pickings because, you know, that's going to pay off in the future too, you know. So that's got to be like a – I mean, that's a killer feeling. So I – after that day, I felt really good because then, like, mid-morning, here comes both three-year-olds right down the fucking tube, right to me. And I'm like, if those two three-year-olds are going to do that, that means that other mature bucks have probably already done that. Like, they, they didn't just pick that that trench to walk for yeah. no reason. right. So, but that was my, that was my time down there and I, I had to pack up, come home. And honestly that. And this is, we talked at work after this. Right. You know, we, we sat there for a little bit fucking mapping out game plans. Yep. Back and forth. Like, cause you, you told me that whole story in detail. I remember looking at Onyx, you're like, man, I'm thinking about doing this. And we sat there and spitballed for a bit. Yeah. And, and honestly, I think we talked about it for what? Monday through Wednesday. <laughs> yeah, right. And and I had planned to take off Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Yep. Well, Thursday came along and my wife's like, I, I can't find a babysitter. I'm like, you know what? Fuck you. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. You I care. <laughs> you wanted to say that, but you can't. Oh, no. <laughs> that ain't my problem. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, well see you later. These are your kids. All right. <laughs> well, so, see you later. So I'm like. It's a no for me, dog. <laughs> you can't bring those my kids. Yeah. My I'm kid. like, all right. All yeah, right. That kid looks nothing like yeah, me. That fucker don't even look like me. <laughs> I've always spit. thought that, but I just want to tell you now. <laughs> the fucking spit image of him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, literally, my kids look exactly like me. So, Oops. No denying that one. <laughs> yeah. Hey. Well, shit. <laughs> But I'm like, all right. It's, I said it's no big deal. I'll just leave. Uh, I'll leave Thursday night. And I just bought this pickup from my father-in-law, and it's leaking antifreeze, and he just had the head gaskets done. So I'm like, fuck, I'm gonna have to. Yeah, that's handy. Sick. This is gonna be a bitch. <laughs> like, right. So I got, I got bike. another fork too. So I'm like, I talked to my father-in-law, and my, I got this piece of shit Dodge Dakota, and it's sitting at his house because I've been driving his truck for two months. And Ariel gets home Thursday night, and she's like, "God, I feel like shit. I got, I got it." 
I'm like, what do you got, it. got what? She's like, I, I gotta have coronavirus. There's no way I don't. I and she's like, coronavirus. I can't smell a fucking thing. And I'm like, God damn it. I was like, stay away from me. And, she, and I, I felt bad. <laughs> she, him, bitch. She, I love you, but <laughs> piss off for a few days. <laughs> she got like super emotional. She's like, Eat you shit. were looking forward to this, <laughs> this hunting trip Kick so rocks, bad. <laughs> you know, and she's getting all upset. I'm like, listen. It ain't a big deal, you know. I can I can go down there next weekend. No big deal. Whatever. So just, just you're a better man than me. Come here, make out with me, because like, then I get two weeks peace. off of work. I was like, figure it out. I'm quarantining, motherfucker. <laughs> get away from your sick ass. <laughs> Someone watch them kids. Peace <laughs> out. There's a 200 inch deer with my name on it, honey. Sick ass. <laughs> like I, we'd all done that, <laughs> oh, dude. <laughs> oh, for sure. I would have been out so fast. I'm like, that's your fucking problem now. So she walked in the door Thursday night, and she did that. And I, I mean, I really did feel bad because she did you though. Ariel has like she's overly she's sensitive for other people, mm-hmm. which I'm the complete opposite. I don't give a fuck about you. you you're getting yours, right? <laughs> I'm with you, I mean, not to that extent, but I don't care what other people think or do or hey. whatever. Whatever, do whatever you want. Catching your vibe. If you're willing to admit that on record, we know what you really feel. No, but it's on record. I'm just so. kidding. So she got all upset, and I was like, "How about?" I said, "Do you?" I said, "You feel good enough?" Put. I said, "I'll put the kids to bed. You just go to bed. If you feel fucking terrible in the morning, it's not a big deal. I just drive back home." And I waste a vacation day. No big deal. So I drive all the way down there. And my I stay with my cousin. And I get down there and he's fucking asleep. So me and his wife's cool as shit. Me and her end up drinking until like 10, 30, 11 o'clock at night. Having a good time. And then I wake up at 4.45 or so. And at, uh, at about 5.10 I get a picture of that buck mm-hmm. on that scrape mm-hmm. and he's by himself just doing big buck things and i'd seen that picture and i mean i'm putting on my long my long johns you know mm-hmm. that's the best feeling man yeah and i'm like dude i got a chance like, if he's by himself i got a chance yeah. like with that dough rock you ever try putting long johns on with a boner <laughs> Yep. Way fun. <laughs> so what day was this? This yeah, was like terrible. November 12th? This is the 13th. Okay. Thir- morning of the 13th. I would say that was probably looking at what Ross saw, what I saw, my cameras, and what you saw. I would say that was probably the hot day this year. I like was hunting 12th, Indiana 13th. at this time, and I saw a lot of deer moving. Yep. So I – and then I get in the pickup at like 5.15, and Ariel calls. She's like – Hey, I feel like shit. I got to go get tested. I'm not going to work. You got to get home. I'm like, how about? How about no? It's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> a no for me, dog. <laughs> I don't know what happened. My phone died. It wouldn't turn back on. I would just send her I mean, a picture of Randy Jackson. Uh, you're breaking up. I, hello? <laughs> <laughs> Terrible I'm, service, honey. I'm like, how about I just hunt for a little bit in the morning? It's at 8 o'clock. And then I'll just I'll head straight straight home. She's like, she was cool about it. She's like, you know what? You're already down there. Go. That's fine. I'll just get a little bit of rest mm-hmm. until then. So I get in there, and, I mean, I was in early, obviously. I got that picture, and I was like, I'm fucking getting in there early. 
That Dodge Which, Dakota was at 6,000 RPMs all the way down there. Dude, fucking dodgy. She hammers down. Oh, yeah. Yep. <laughs> Old trusty. The thing is, it's like coming out to Kurt's house, I can just barrel down gravel roads at like 60 because I don't care. I ain't worry about it. <laughs> like, <laughs> see how I drive down these roads, man. I get sick of driving down them, but. Watch yourself. Hey. But I, so I get in there and I'm actually, I'm not a super fan of getting in like too early. I think that. Sometimes you bump more deer than if you would have came in. I'm I'm a firm believer in you should be you should be starting your walk an hour before you can shoot. That gives you be, time. Be in there super early or light enough to see what's going on as you go in. Yep. 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 I I'm, I'm not a fan of of getting in there like I'm not a fan of sitting there for an hour and you can't see shit. Yeah. I'm just, that's... It's all situational. Anyways, but that's just a different topic. Yeah. But I get in there, and it's nice and crunchy, and it's it's cold, and it just feels good. And then probably five minutes before shooting light, I see a deer working a scrape right on the road that's 55 yards away. But like you can see, tell it's a deer. You just don't know what deer. I it can is. tell it's a buck. Like it's, I can see a lot of white on his head, and I'm like, "Is that him? Is it not? Seems like the right timing." You know, he was 45 minutes ago. He was on that scrape, and it's this way to his bed. Like maybe it's him. So I'm, I cannot look at him very good because I forgot my binoculars in my truck. Oh. I was just going to say, like, you tried getting the binos up, like, you're trying to just see what's yeah, going on. No. I, hate, I hate that, but. Yep. Nope. Didn't knees, happen that knees. day. Mm. So he comes at like 45 yards, and I just, I'm just focusing on that back half of his rack, and I don't see a kicker, and I'm like, it's not him. Looking for the doinker. So he walks off, and he gets behind some really, I mean, he's 45 yards. But it's a it's dark. It's still pretty dark, you know. It's five minutes before shooting light, and I look at him, and I'm like, "He's one fifty plus." Mm-hmm. I just let him walk on by, and didn't see anything for a little bit. Seen a little bit, little buck, and then, dude, at six twenty five, six thirty, I think sunrise is like six forty something, and six twenty five, six thirty, something like that. I just hear some, I hear some crunching, and I look up, and he's just walking right down the fucking pipe, just like those the same path those three year olds took the last weekend before when they were by themselves, right? It's a there's like a strip in there between the creek and the bottom, and it's just swamp grass and cottonwoods about a big around as your waist, mm-hmm. and they're sparse. And all the grass lays down. It's nice little wide open lane, and he's just tromping right down it, cruising right. How down far it. is he when you, at this point? I mean, when I first seen him, probably like seventy five, eighty yards. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it instantly, instantly, I know what deer it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and pretty obvious, no brainer. I mean, the, and he could not be walking any more to my tree. I mean, just straight as an arrow. He is straight up wind, like straight up wind. Things are adding up. Perfect conditions. I mean, it, it couldn't have been any better. And he just comes and he gets he gets like ten yards, you know. I got my bow, and he gets like 
10, 15 yards, and I'm like, fuck. I, and, and I'm starting to pick out spots for if he walks right under the tree. Mm-hmm. I'm like, this could be bad. But too, yeah, close. too close is not good. Yeah, right. yeah. So I was getting, I was getting a little nervous, and then all of a sudden he ten comes. Ten yards is getting to that point. Too. He com- he comes to like ten yards, and then he just kind of looks one way, and then he looks the other way. He goes because I'm in a clump of about ten cottonwoods. They all go different directions. I don't, I don't cut shooting lanes. I don't do it. It's not me. And he goes right around the edge. And just starts quartering away, twenty three yards, and I just start picking out spots because you know, cottonwoods are easy to shoot through, but if you get a lot of them together, it's they're going different directions, direction. mm-hmm. and you got, you know, you got three foot holes to shoot in instead of I got a giant fucking opening. Yeah. So yeah, I picked one and I drew back and. I tried to stop him. I just gave him the meh, and he didn't stop, and I was not fucking letting him walk. I mean, I could have probably... How far is he? I didn't range it. I knew he was 25 or under, and I know that I don't need to adjust my sight for that. Mm-hmm. I just put it on him and let let her go, and it sounded really good. Yeah. <laughs> and then he... It was, I mean, I we've talked about, I mean, I called you right after. Yeah, yeah. Like, he bounds really, really hard at first for like 30 yards. And then he just like, kind of like stumbles. Like, he just kind of like, and then it's turned into like a walk. And then he just stops at like 50 yards from where I shot him. And I'm like, whoa, what's going on? I thought mm-hmm. I just, like, it sounded, it sounded ribcage. Like, it sounded really good. Yeah. And I felt like he was quartering away just a hair. Mostly broadside, but I thought he was quartering away just a little bit. But he just, he didn't act quite right. And it made me really, really nervous. I mean, I was super psyched after I let it go. You know, I hung my bow up and I'm just like, go down, go down, go down, go down, go down. You're just waiting for him to yeah. tip why, over. Why are you standing there? Die. Yeah. <laughs> and just he, tip over. He just stands there like 50, 55 yards. And I just see his ass just fucking going oh, back and forth doing the back wobble back and forth and dude, wobbly, he, wobble, wobble, wobble. yeah <laughs> for sure and he just does this for like 25 seconds and i'm like go down go down just drawing the suspense out yeah go down and then finally he flops over and i it's still dark enough to where i cannot like I can't confirm it in my brain that he completely went down. And I'm like, did he go down? Did he go down? Did he go down? Is he down? Is he down? Is he down? Is he down? Felt like Luke Bryan. Where's my face paint? Is he down? Is he down? And you don't get your binoculars. Jeans are cutting off circulation to my brain. I can't see. Come on, fucking bridges. so tight. They're so tight. My jeans. Did he go down? I don't want these tight jeans. I've been sitting too long. So and that's the other thing I don't I don't have any binoculars, and I'm like fuck, I'm just gonna oh, sit. No binos would. And I so I call I'd my dad, back. and he's like he's like you can't chance a deer like that. He's like just sit sit down, sit tight, chill out, and you're just gonna have to wait. And I call my cousin, and he's getting out of bed, and he's like, I was like, hey, I just shot that fucking beast. 
And he's like, my, my cousin's the nicest dude ever. And he's like, oh, my God, you didn't. And I was like, <laughs> I, I did. You're going to have to come help. And he's like, give me about an hour and a half. I got to take the kids to school. I'm like, okay, I'm going to try to, I'm going to try to wait. <laughs> so you sat there for an hour and a half. I'm going to try to wait. Woof. Is it? So, I mean, I kind of in this moment now it's soak it in, right? Is this when you called me? How long after you called him did you call me? Probably, I mean, real close. Because I was in a tree and yeah. I answered because I knew if you were calling. Yeah, someone called that time. Yeah. <laughs> and I, you know, I knew about what you were doing. Right. Can I, can I, uh, can I put in a bathroom break right now? Oh, wow. Right Ooh. in the middle of the suspense. Keep yeah. the audience yeah. waiting. Let's do it. Yep, that sounds good. Hold on. <laughs> All right, we're back from our bathroom break. Cole just had to do it. Luckily, we didn't add a commercial in, so you're welcome for that. Go ahead, Cole. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I just had to. Hey, you drink Miller no, Lights and turn into a pussy. I don't know. Just... <laughs> hey, I mean, there's like seven of them. Here. All right. <laughs> Look at me. I don't believe that. Hey, I've drank a few in my day. No, so I shoot, I shoot this deer, and he... I I don't want to say he acts funny, but he he acts different than deer that I pinwheeled before. Like he he doesn't do what I thought he was gonna do if I shot him where I thought I shot. Yeah, you know. So you're when in doubt, just you're just giving him some time. So, so yeah, I call my cousin and he's like, "Well, you know, I can be." He's like, "I'm like, I gotta take kids to school. I'm it'll be an hour and a half." And I'm like, "Oh boy, I think I can do it." Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I call my dad, and my dad's like, you know, you don't want to, if he acted right. like that, he might be hitting the guts. You don't want to. Might be laying over there. And and uh, so I don't have my binoculars, and I can look and see where he went. And I see, like, a lot of, like, what I think is, like, that dark amber-type brush. And it's it's a brushy farm, so I'm like, you know, it must be just some dead shit. Mm-hmm. And it. I, I end up calling you, I call my other buddy, I call my brother, and you answered, and and it, you gave me the, some sound advice, like, dude, you just need to just enjoy the moment, like, this this doesn't come along very often, mm-hmm. just sit in the stand, man, watch the sun come up, enjoy it. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, because that's how I'd be, you know, don't rush a moment like that, you know? Right, especially on and it's easy. Like it seems like every time you get in the moment, you're rushing yourself. Yeah, and it's nice right. to have somebody say, "Dude, just step back and soak it in." Yeah, because after it's over, you're like, "Fuck, why didn't I enjoy that more?" For, for sure, and that's what I think of, especially on a, a deer of the, this caliber. Because I remember telling you, like, "Dude, you might never kill a bigger deer in your life." Right. Like you know, go slow, man, chill. And I was, I would too. need that for someone to say, "Hey, just chill out," because I'd want to be down there and putting hands on him right away. If you ever kill, shoot a giant, just call me, and I'll be sure to fucking walk you through it. <laughs> Consulting. Well, I knew. Don't be a dummy. I knew. Just that... chain myself to the tree like a dog. <laughs> yeah. So I can't go anywhere. I I knew the way they reacted. I mean, I think the other move, other than waiting, was going to be for me to just get down and get out mm-hmm. and just sneak out of there drive go get a cup of coffee and and, and just chill out for a minute you know mm-hmm. just something to take up the time but that that was my other move other than and then sitting there and i and once i called you and i i called called my other buddy he didn't answer and i texted him i said dude i just i just put an arrow in I was calling him Tommy at the time, Tommy mm-hmm. Tomahawk. 
Because the first time I seen him, I was like, that thing looks like a fucking weapon yeah. coming off the back. Like, you know, some tom- tomahawk stuck, and then I like to shorten him. So he became Tommy. Right. Tommy. Randy. It's, it's, got, it's a good ring to it. Mm-hmm. Oh, I like it. So I, I call him, and I, was, I told him that. He's like, hold on, dude. I got a three-year-old riding underneath me. I'll call you in five minutes. And he calls me back, and he's just excited as, as you were for me. And he's like, dude, just chill out. He's he's kind of the same demeanor as you. And he, yeah. he, he's like, dude, just sit. Like, the thing is, is you guys don't even know each other. And he's like, just sit there, enjoy it. He's, <laughs> and you guys are good for me because I'm the total I'm, I'm total opposite personality, you know. Right. Not that I want to sit there and rush a shot, but like. Yeah, I hear what you're saying, yeah. I'm, I'm just a little high strung. Mm-hmm. Probably. I gotta meet this guy then. Apparently, yeah, he's a good dude. Probably hate him. <laughs> I'm, just kidding. I'm, just kidding. I'm kidding. Sounds like a total dick bag to me. <laughs> hey, he's just wanna, like me. Don't want to meet him. I want to fight <laughs> you. That's cool though, man. I mean, you really should take it a moment like this. Like, you know, it. You thought you saw him go down. You feel like your shot's good. I mean, waiting isn't going to hurt anything, right? Especially exactly. if you know he's dead fifty yards from where he shot him. And that's what my old man said. He's like, you know what. The worst that happens is you wait an hour and a half and he's dead fifty yards. Mm-hmm. That, that, he goes, it, "What what happens if you if you don't wait and you bump him and he gets in that creek and dies and he floats down and you got a big problem?" Yeah, you right, know? Like, right. yeah, just wait. You're good. You're good. So that I sat there and I waited and I think it was an hour and fifteen minutes and I the sun finally gets up high enough and. Mm-hmm. And I just look, and I can see that fucking flyer beaming in the sun. And I'm like, is that him? And I really get to look. No binos. And I can see his rack laying down, and I'm like, that's fucking him. So I call my cousin, and I'm like, dude, I'm pretty sure he's down. Like, I got to get down. Mm -hmm. I got to get down. But were you thinking at all, like... Or is that my eyes playing tricks on me? Like, is well, that it was a little bit, but then <laughs> it, it was sticking up, or it was extremely obvious. I mean, right. it, he died right. sixty-five yards from my stand. Yeah, but so I, I get down and I walk over, and all that grass that I thought was just weeds, like amber-colored weeds, was blood. Oh no, kidding! I mean, just fucking spray. What are you shooting <laughs> for, broadhead? I'm shooting rage hypodermic, right on, and I will. So, I had a really bad string. I'm not going to say bad luck because it wasn't bad luck. I just had a bad string where I I lost a couple deer and I didn't make good shots and I didn't shoot my bow enough and I just decided to switch everything and I will never shoot another broadhead as long That's as fair. I live. That's kind of where I'm at. Shoot what you like, man. Broadheads I mean, are that one thing that keep people... They stick to what they like, you know? The things that those broadheads have done to the last... So I shot a five and a half, a four and a half, and I'm fairly certain that he's six and a half plus. The things that they did to those mature deer is impressive. Oh, yeah. And so I get down, and and I mean, it's it's not even a blood trailer. I mean, like, at that point, it's just... I follow it 10 feet, and I'm like, oh, my God. There he is. Mm-hmm. And, dude, he, I mean, he where he stood and, and staggered, I mean, it was just like, 
It's like somebody took a five gallon pail. It's like somebody threw an axe through an animal and just bingo dumped it on the ground. <laughs> Damn, uh, <laughs> bingo. Damn, never heard that one before. Chuck Adams said it, I think first. But, uh, <laughs> axe through an animal. Yeah. Again, that's that's just a testament to how tough these deer are. It's like he literally stood there. I mean, I want to say maybe it felt like five minutes, but it was probably, you know, 45 to 60 seconds after he was shot in all his main main arteries. Right. And bled out until he could not stand. He's a tough old bird. Give me a mental breakdown what's going through your head when you pick a deer up like this. And then break him down physically, like, for what he is. I mean, I legit just sat, and, and I don't, I don't want to say that I like to hunt by myself, but this was an instance where I was glad that I was by myself. Mm-hmm. Like I just sat, I just sat down next to him, and just sat there for a while because I mean my cousin wasn't going to be there for twenty minutes, so I just sat there. Yeah, I feel like <clears throat> if it was me, I'd never shot anything close to this, but. I would have to sit down 10, 15 feet from it and just take it take in. it all in. Yeah. I don't think I could put hands on it right away. I like recovering deer by myself yeah. initially. There's you know, something about it. It's like, uh, I don't know, you take it in, man. It's an yeah. intimate moment. So just I, like, I mean, the, I don't want to sound like animal. gay, but. No, that's you your know. moment. Oh, it's it totally like, intimate Just moment. between you and the big man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was incredible. Break him down. So he's basically got, I mean, he's. Essentially, on his right side, he's just got a great, big, typical side with a big split and a triple brow. And then on his left side, it's almost like all of his tines are on fire. They they actually all flare backwards. Mm-hmm. And they all twist. have a kicker, even though three of them aren't scorable. And he's got this gigantic... I think it's like nine or ten inches. It's a it's a kicker off the back of his G two, which it it's it's the wildest thing I ever seen. It's a G two that comes up and it like turkey foots and the the third foot goes straight backward and down and it has a kicker off of it. Like he has he essentially has five points coming off of oh, sorry. Four points coming off of one base. Mm-hmm. He's incredible, man. He's mass, just mass all the way through. Yeah, I'm guessing close to a six on base and probably upper fours, low fives throughout. I mean, look at how big are his G fours are huge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that one G four is, I think, like almost nine, eight, eight, nine inches, something like that. Long so, beams. So, what did you unofficially green score him at? I scored him at 193 and 5 or something like that. I, I'm i typically within an inch, but I have a hard time scoring deer that have... Shit going everywhere. Kick. I mean, I'm, I'm pretty good at a deer that has a kicker. Yeah. But a deer that has a kicker that has a kicker... Kicker coming a kicker. off a kicker. <laughs> kicker off a kicker off a kicker. <laughs> like, it's... The, the only thing is, I think... I've been to enough deer shows and I've seen enough scores that I know that if if you had ten guys score that deer, they might score I, it. I think he's bigger three different ways. Personally, hey, you know, I'd like to measure him. You, 
You may. What did you get? One ninety three and some change. Yeah, I bet you he's one ninety six. Okay, or better. Sounds right. like a good government job. Tomorrow. So he's one ninety six. Bring him to work. <laughs> bring him to work. I, uh, I don't. I don't want to bring all my measuring shit in there. They're like, what the fuck's all this? What, so I, would, I legit for the job. Yeah, yeah. What's that, Cole? I legit just drove her like. So I brought him home that same day, and then Ariel tested positive for coronavirus. So I was quarantined for 14 days, and I legit just, I mean, I took that skull with me everywhere. I bet. (laughs) I don't blame you a bit. She slept in the basement, and this deer was (laughs) sleeping in bed with Cole. So when we looked at this, you brought it down to me, and your initial reaction was, dude, look at this divot in this deer's shoulder. Yeah. And we think it's on the opposite side, so it'd be on his right side. He had yep. this massive divot, and when you dressed him out, you just showed me pictures of what you found under his cape. Yeah, so he essentially had a... So when I recovered the deer, we took pictures, and it was just it was just me and my cousin. It was it was a great it was a great moment for me and him. Like we we don't get to spend a whole lot of time together, so it. It was awesome, but we got to talking, and I was like, "Oh my god, look at, look at this! What's what's going on with his shoulder? Like, what? I've never seen this. Like, I've killed dozens of deer. Like, I've never seen that in my life. He had like, he had like a divot above his shoulder blade. I mean, you could stick your fist in it, and it was like a foot long. I mean, it's a huge divot. Yeah, I mean, basically, just take your fist, like missing muscle." Yes, and like bone that sh- I mean I I don't want to say shouldn't be there, but like misplaced, like the deer dis- been displaced bone, hit by a car, shot by something. So yeah, initially I thought I'm like you know he must have been hit by a car, but in all honesty, where he was, I mean I sat three days all day. You know how many cars I seen? Two. Mm-hmm. In three days, I seen more four wheelers than <clears throat> I seen cars. You probably got shot. So we we didn't exactly know, and then I caped him out. And there's a just a, and I really really tried to get real tight on the hide around that area. I was like, I'm, I really want to investigate this right. and see what it is, see what's mm-hmm. going on. So I get real tight around the shoulder area, and he's got like. I mean, it is. It looks like you took a. I mean, it looks like it looks like you took a. I mean, like a small dinner plate, like a six-inch round piece, and just put it in between the top of his shoulder and below his spine, and you just cut all the meat out all the way to the fucking ribs. No kidding. Oh, shit. That's on it on his he right had to side. Have gotten, like. Like shoulder got hit, shot, and it got infected and healed up or something. I don't know. I don't even really think infected because on the other side it was just solid scar tissue. I mean, I showed Austin the pictures. I mean, it's like you get you, that send hard. Send this to me, and when we make the post on Instagram, you know, you can post multiple photos. Mm-hmm. Maybe we'll put that on there. If, yeah, if it works. absolutely. I mean, it, his other side, like his left side, that shoulder blade is just solid scar tissue. Like you get, the, I mean. There's there's people that probably don't know exactly what I'm talking about, but like, you know, when you get that like real heavy white 
glaze over the top of all their muscle. Like, that's scar. Yeah, it was oh, yeah. a bad injury. It's kind of, I mean, it's obviously what affected the left side of his racket. Just the shape of his tines all have that bend in them on the left side, and then he's got that massive kicker coming off, and the other side's, like, perfectly straight tines. So, obviously, that injury affected right. the left side of him. Mm-hmm. And it helps was that it? I have his shed from two years ago. And it's, I mean, it's extreme. I mean, it's typical. Yeah, the left be. side's perfect. And was, then two years later, he looks like this. Right. Was his injury the opposite side of the body from the yep. kicker? Mm-hmm. That's, they normally say that's mm-hmm. the deal. Yeah. Right. So that's kind of my, so, I mean, on a, so my theory is, is that he got shot high shoulder with a bow because I think high shoulder with a gun, he would have died. Mm-hmm. I think that that inertia from the bullet would have inflicted enough. Yeah, harm on his spine. What a jelloed him. To to, I mean, not necessarily to. I mean, because I've seen him run a long, long way on a high shoulder with a gun, but typically it always, initially, I mean, eventually kills him. Yeah, yeah. But with a bow, yeah, you get stuck. A in lot there. of times, if you get a pass through high shoulder, they're gonna live because they ain't gonna bleed. But no, like, broadhead, no arrow shaft, no nothing. And I'll tell you what, if you look at the photos of him skinned, I mean, it looks it looks like a pass-through. Like, Yeah, it's it, kind of hard to say. Was it some kind of a car or truck or whatever that hit him when you see that injury on the opposite side? Like, I was pretty much sure that it had to have been a fucking semi that hit him as bad as that divot looked but well i would say like any other bow hunters in the area might like reach out but then again he probably didn't look the way he looked when he got yeah. shot so there's yeah, no way he looked like, like he looked like that a typical yep. 10 right know? he could that could have happened the previous fall or even the fall before that right it could have happened the year that i picked the shed up right very true very true what what time did you find that shed what month what uh that was I'm just, I'm just first first part of March, and actually the cool thing is, is that's like, that's honestly the first. It's like the first two or, I mean, that's like the second or the third shed that I ever picked up on that farm. I was just wondering, like, and if you found him abnormally early or abnormally late, like if maybe he had an injury and that affected. No, him and I up. I really have no idea because I don't. It's not like I, I that farm. I typically just wait, mm-hmm. and then I just after I'm done shed hunting everything around home. I just go down there. Yeah. It, it doesn't seem like I, I mean, I really haven't found very many chewed sheds. It seems like. Man. Right. It's, it's very low pressure. I think and, that injury happened between that shed and this right here. Had to it, right? For how clean he is on that. It's impressive, ain't it? I'm actually, so I, I shot him and I got him home. My buddy's man, you didn't, have you ever found any sheds to him? I was like, you know what? That brow tine just really, really resonates with me. Like, I feel like found a deer down there. And I got this, I got all my sheds hanging in my garage. And they're, I mean, they're, but there's like 90 some of them. And I got to sorting through them and I finally found the one that I had picked up and I was like, oh my God. Yeah. He's got that. He's got that kicker coming off the back of his brow. I mean, yep. that that is him. Yeah, he's got like th- three of them. They all match up uh, off the brow, and and obviously the shape of the beams the same. The main beam sweeps around. Yeah, unmistak- close. Unmistakable. Unmistakable. Yeah, for him. sure. For yep. sure. Him. 
Well, congrats, man. That's a giant. What a way to it's close out the season. Giant. Yeah. Biggest buck ever, Old Barn pedestal mount. I'm I'm really so this would be the first deer. Don't be stupid. This this well, maybe this is a testament to Old Barn. <laughs> Don't do something you're gonna regret. This would be the first deer that I've ever shot that I haven't mounted myself. I'm not saying you're a bad taxidermist, but I'm telling you, you won't regret it. <laughs> No, it's fine. I didn't know where you were going with "Don't yeah, be stupid." Yeah. I thought you were doing it'd like be tough a European mount, like you're a Euro mount, or yeah, just yeah. If you're good at it and that's your own deer, it'd be tough not to mount it. No, so that's the only thing. That's the only thing. It's it's like a it's like a sentimental type of thing. This would be the only deer that I've ever shot and yeah. not mounted myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I mean, most guys don't start taxidermy each other late in life you know i mean it just seems like that kind of thing where they don't start till they're later in life but that'd be tough to take it somewhere it is i don't know man i think it's different when you have a place like old barn that's does two so many 200 plus inch deer a year and no and i'll tell you what they've be been different if you're going to some dude with and it's basement with holes blown in the brick and there's some guy you know what i mean cigarette stained walls yeah, yeah like you want to do like old barn's gonna do you right on this and they're not gonna they know what this deer means to somebody like you you know yeah. And they know, especially if you mount your own deer, like you know what to look for and everything. And I'll tell you what, Sam's been awesome to deal with. I called him and told him, you know, I'd like to get it done before a certain time. He goes, yep, no problem. I'll put a rush right on the tannery and yada, yada, yada. And I was like, well, it's what do you think? thing. Tannery's you, right there. Do you want me to come <laughs> down there? In I the said, back what, barn. You know, I use a certain form company or whatever, and he's like, if you want to go custom, we'll go custom. So, yeah. I, I mean. Ain't nothing but he, a thing. They've been. You didn't. You didn't lead me astray. They seem like really, really good guys. So yeah. Uh, we wouldn't not sponsored I, by them if they were shitty people. I'm not, you know? I'm not worried about it. It's just. it's. I get you. I get it. But here's the thing, dude. Like, even if I could do tattoos when I go to get one on my neck, I ain't going to try it myself. <laughs> you know what analogy. I'm I'm going to the analogy. best motherfucker I know of that's going to. Yeah, but hands. I don't mount deer upside down. Yeah. That's true. You can't really see your <laughs> Pushing 200 deer make you do some dumb shit. No. Nope. Saying, man, so, you won't regret it. So that's – I got actually at the base just about made. And I guess my point, my point is, and your base looks good, is I know you do a lot of mounts. You do a good job. But Old Barn does mounts every day for a living and that they're going to make it the best job ever. And I knew that we're trying to build a house in the spring, and I got number four on the way. Think about this. You get Congratulations on that, man. Yeah, congrats. congrats. It's another boy. Wolf. I thought we were talking deer mounts, but I'm just kidding. No, congrats, I'm man. Pre- I'm pretty stoked that it's another boy, actually. Well, well think about this. <laughs> congrats on the kiddo, but this uh, also congrats on being entered into the Working Class Bowhunter prize giveaway for a free mount next year. So when you have your next kid... And you're busy. No, no. No, no. No, no. No more. We've, been, we've heard the story before on the podcast. You're fucked. Um, <laughs> you can't say no, Kurt. Do you say no? I'm a strong man, but I ain't that strong. <laughs> <laughs> there ain't no man. Say no for me, Doug. <laughs> I mean, maybe Doug. It's... He's a weak, weak man. Anyway, <laughs> thanks for joining the podcast, dude. 
I hope you had fun. This was a uh, we took our time and told the story and yep. congrats, man. Just a, a giant, absolute giant. Year of a lifetime. Yeah, I felt like I just rambled about it, but oh, I mean, it's a badass story. It's your dude. podcast. It's this is what you do. You yeah. got to tell the story, you know, man. I like you guys. No, our job is to interview you and have you tell the story. Yep. Okay. And you did it. Congrats, man. Congrats. Thank you. Friggin' giant. Anything to close with? I don't know. Well, geez. Thanks for being here, man. <laughs> Kills a damn near 200 inch deer. High energy. Love it. Full energy. You and Clint Gasper might not get along, actually. Oh, so. whatever. Yeah. Clint would be like, you know, it's a nice buck. I guess I'll have a okay. That's all I gotta say about that. No, I feel Got like another kid on the way. Yeah. I feel like I finally, <laughs> I finally lived up to what I've strived for for 15 years. Yeah, you know, I I feel like it finally all came together to where, and for me, it wasn't always the size of the deer. It wasn't. I, it, I didn't need to kill 195 inch or whatever. Yeah, but I feel like it. It finally came full circle, and I did do it all, and I and I did it on ground that I've kind of developed myself. And honestly, one of my buddies that he, he's really, really he's been a fan of mine ever from the beginning. And he came over and he seen it. He goes, "You know what? This ought to squash all the bullshit about you just got good ground, good family ground, and you don't." You don't have to hunt as hard. You went somewhere where you don't know, and you put down a bigger deer than anybody's killed around here, and fuck them. You know, it's yeah. I mean, in better terms, but I mean, I'm you just, were there. You did the work. You, I mean, this was on you. That's the thing. Yeah. People can do that and, and shake stick at you because this and this and this and this. But you went and did it. I know. I finally, I, dude. Lazy people don't kill big deer, no matter where you're at. Just let the haters hate, and you keep doing what you're doing, man. I'll be looking for another one next year. <laughs> yeah, keep on right. keeping on. Keep on keeping on, brother. Well, congrats, man. Yeah. And I'm going to close it out right there because that's the best way to close out a damn near 200-inch kill in Illinois. <laughs> right. You Thanks, know what to do. Man. Go shoot your bow. We love you. Join me, Chef Jean-Paul Bourgeois, and the whole crew here at Duck Camp Dinners every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. Birds up in the sky.